You're joining us in front of the telly. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Jacob. Hey, Angel. How are you? I'm all right. I feel it's... like I was doing fine and then getting ready to record. Just things are, my, my life's falling apart. <laughs> oh. Does this like have that's... anything to do with the dog? Part Partially. two of the very long tale of Lil Chomsky? Partially. I mean, no, I mean, it's just, I think he got his feedings together. And they want me to do all... Here's the problem with the fucking dog. I don't remember if I said this. He's not food motivated. I don't yeah. know how to train a dog. They're like, oh, well, you can just, instead of a clicker, just say the word yes. That mm-hmm. has not worked. I've been doing it for over a week. Mm-hmm. Um, The dog <laughs> barely knows his fucking name. <laughs> oh, but it's a puppy. It's still a baby. Yeah, well, they say this is the time we got to train them the most. <laughs> yeah. Because this is when they're growing the most. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I do try to let it be a... Stephanie said, so, Stephanie said, so, like, one of the worst, the most aggressive dogs is actually chihuahuas. Mm-hmm. Because when they're small and they're growing and they're biting at you and they're doing all this aggressive behavior, because they're so tiny, you're just like, oh, my God, that's adorable. Yeah. And then they get full grown and you're like, oh my god, you are annoying the shit out of me. But you've taught it all the bad habits. You reinforced mm-hmm. all. It's just doing the same shit it was doing before, except now it's got one bulging eye. Right. Um, <laughs> this is why I have a no chihuahua rule. But <laughs> you don't know how those things are going to age. And I don't want to be one of those weirdos going, he's adorable. And he looks like Bob the fucking cat. <laughs> so... um. Anyway, yeah, you gotta you gotta train him now, but I am sort of let him. It, it is hard because you do want to let them be a puppy. He keeps yeah. nip, he keeps nipping at my nose, mm-hmm. and I think it's adorable, but I know mm-hmm. it's a bad habit, and it annoys right. the fuck out of Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> and it would not be fun for anybody visiting who has to be around your dog that is always biting their face. Right now, you'd like my dog uh, because he's basically a kitten. Yeah, <laughs> he's got that nice kitten fur. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got sort of pointed ears. He no, you buy him super cat cute. toys. He's super cute. He's got t- kitten teeth. No, he's very much a kitten. And but he when he runs, it's like a rabbit. It's like mm-hmm. a bunny. I saw. He's not really running. He's hopping. Yeah, <laughs> and he's got that little curled tail. So that just looks like a a, a cotton tail, but. Anyway, yeah, he's adorable, but he's going to nerves. Uh, he has not learned se- uh, separate. He's not learned separation yet, and that's <sighs> what's it, separation as in when somebody leaves. Yeah, like you, you got to be like. Not only do you have to be close, you got to be like right up on him for him to be okay. So I've okay. got a box here the, uh, beside me, and he's loves it. He loves sitting in that thing. Mm-hmm. But if I, I've got the same box in the kitchen so I can mm-hmm. cook. He's, he can see me. He's mm-hmm. only three feet away from me. Mm-hmm. He won't shut the fuck up. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, as far as like what I've been watching and stuff, I don't know about you, but I've been doing, well, I know you don't, have not been doing this because you're not, I've been like just rewatching a bunch of movies. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Stephanie and I even went on like we we hung out and we basically just want to like I want a comedy and I want it from like 1980. Mm-hmm. So we watched Mr. Mom. 
Um, yeah, but I feel like you just watched that too. I brought it up. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I brought it up, which is why I wanted which is to watch why you it. wanted to watch it. Yeah. And then I know I I never caught look I never caught it on TBS or Comedy Central when they played it over and over again. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen Nine to Five, so I finally watched Nine to Five. That was not the movie I thought it was. You know, <laughs> I have never seen it either. Oh wow! Ahead so of- I do I and I kind of want to watch it because. Um, I rewatched Die Hard because of the Bob's Burgers episode where they do Die Hard the musical mm-hmm. and the musical 9 to 5. Mm. I didn't watch that episode, but go on. Anyway, so in, in the episode, it. Bob says 9 to 5 um, made him believe he could be anything he wanted to be. And Louise says, and you, so you chose this? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Well, I don't no, I know got... what it's about, and it's just like I was watching the the episode when they did the musical, and there are a lot of jokes that I kind of sort of remember from the movie, but like then I realized well, maybe I don't know the movie, and so I rewatched the movie and then got all the Bob's Burgers jokes. So now I want to go back and watch Nine to Five and see what I missed from because I never I had like I had seen Die Hard before. Yeah. But I hadn't I have never seen nine to five. Die Hard was a harder one to miss. Yeah. Well then I have a perfect suite of suggestions for us to watch. We'll talk about it after the show. Okay. Uh because we could talk about nine to five. And there's a couple other movies I watched. Okay. Or could could have watched. But anyway, yeah, so we were, we just watched we just stayed with the nineteen seventy eight to nineteen eighty four. Mm, yeah. And, yeah, in um, the in the Bob's Burger episode, it says that um, Nine to Five is a sassy sister film to Die Hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you this real quick. I was very surprised. I, it was not the movie I thought it was going to be. I knew mm-hmm. it was a working class movie, which is why mm-hmm. we should watch it and talk mm-hmm. about it. But I didn't know the style that it was going to have, and I didn't realize how much that style has been uh i wouldn't say, I, the words i want to say is ripped off but that's too mm-hmm. much. okay <laughs> other emulated people, it's been influenced by other movies since it influenced other movies you mean yeah and i didn't and i didn't understand that um i didn't know oh. that till i till i went in so cool yeah rewatched uh then i also um you know we talked about all those movies that were leaving so mm-hmm. I actually did go back and watch a bunch. Okay, cool. <laughs> like uh, 28 Days Later, 28 mm-hmm. Weeks Later. I looked on Wiki. Evidently, for the last five or seven years, there's been 28 months in pre-production. 28 Ooh. months later, been pre-production. It's supposed to be in France. Wow. Uh, they already have a movie poster. I mean, that's how, like... That's how awesome. far it got. Well, that's how awesome this... Did you... First off, let's talk about 28 Weeks Later. Did not remember that Jeremy Renner was in it. Or Idris huh. Elba. Huh. Or Rose Byrne. Oh, I did remember Idris Elba was in that one. I did not. So it was like, well, what the fuck? I remember that he was in it because I, what I remember, I did not want to watch it. Like, I watched 28 Days Later. Yeah. And was just like, oh, I don't want these fast zombies. So, <laughs> like, fuck these fast zombies. And so... <laughs> When 28 weeks later came out, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, you realize it's not 28 weeks, 
um, <laughs> the Sandra Bullock movie, um, mm-hmm. or whatever it was, whichever one yeah. it was. But anyway, <laughs> um, I re- I remember Idris Elba was in it, and it was, and I remember like the dialogue around how attractive he was, and so I was like, oh, I should watch you know, like the movie that Idris Elba is in because I've never seen him, right? This mm. is like either right around the time that Luther was out or yeah. I don't, I can't remember like what happened where Luther became like a big deal, but um, I think it was definitely after The Wire or right around the same time as where I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Idris Elba. And then I was just like, oh, this is the fast zombie movie. No, thank you. Because I think I thought it might be like a Sandra Bullock or something where it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, he's in a romantic comedy and you know whatever and then it was the fast zombie movie so i said no um, not today satan <laughs> well then last night i rewatched dawn of the dead mm. and then sean of the dead mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i tried to rewatch the new version of the evil dead the um tv show no the there was a remake a movie like in 24 no it was after 2015 or something 2014 Mm -hmm. 2015 okay i've said before you can disembowel a guy and i'm not even gonna care i'm not Mm -hmm. even gonna twitch but if you fuck with eyes fingernails or teeth i'm out Mm -hmm. and it's just a lot of that (laughs) (laughs) so like my butthole was so trembly (laughs) almost every scene i was like you know what i watched it once i'm good take it off i didn't even finish it i didn't even finish it i was like nope i'm good you know there at one point there was hopes this was going to be the new start of a new evil dead franchise that didn't Mm -hmm. happen so it's like Mm -hmm. there's no point in watching this (laughs) no when I say The Evil Dead, you didn't know what the fuck I was talking about because no one remembers this movie came out. So it's like, I don't need to remember this. And a syringe went into, like, underneath a guy's eye. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm, after a woman had, like, chewed on a piece of glass, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> We're good. Too too much. Because this is, you know, this... This goes to the conversation we said the other day where you were like, aren't you a big horror guy? I'm like, no, I like good stories and I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to not watch a horror movie, but I am not into gore. Like I'm not into just watching things happen to people's bodies. That's not yeah. a thing. Like I'm not watching the new Hellraiser. I didn't watch the old Hellraiser. <laughs> like Same. I can appreciate the designs of the Seraphilobums or whatever the fuck they're called. Sure. Cellophane angels. But like, uh, no. I'm good. I don't have to watch this shit. <laughs> I don't think the stories are that great in it. So it's just, I'm watching gore and I'm just not, like I said, I can take it and I don't care. And that's not the violence on in, in media that I, I object to. Right. Uh, so whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> what have you been watching this past week? Besides our homework. Uh, I tried to watch DMZ. I think I told you, and I just got. It was just so stressful. Oh, you didn't even finish the four episodes. It's I did not even finish the four. It's just stressful. Okay, <laughs> like all I feel, like, I don't know. Um, I am rewatching Psych. Of course, of course. Um, I you know so the leverage, early two thousands USA, is your nineteen eighty comic. <laughs> 
Well, I'm not rewatching Burn Notice yet. Although I have wa- rewatched um, um, uh, Blue Collar, <laughs> which is also around that same time on USA about mm-hmm. the uh, forger that uh, starts working with the FBI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't you remember that movie, that show <laughs> with Matt Bomer? USA was just off my radar. <laughs> yeah, you were definitely anti-USA. From, from silk stockings to Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. I um, started sliders. Um, I bought Peacock to start sliders. <laughs> um, I started sliders, and I w- I've been reading up a little bit on it, so it'll be interesting to talk about it um, next year. <laughs> Um, that's not a joke because next year is not that far away. But it's it, really it sounds not that like far it away. Is. Like we're not even playing. <laughs> We've got a long term list that we're working on, so that like we're working just shows through, that are yeah. too big to give a, to only take a week in between watching. So yeah, that's one um. Uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much it. Um, because I've been watching a lot of sliders, but um, let me look at my list. That is not the cream cheese dip. At some point, I'm going to talk about DMZ because I'm in the middle of reading the comic book and I'm going to play. Yeah, no, I'll be ready to talk about DMZ next week. I don't know about next week, but. I mean, not next. Eventually. Oh. Eventually. I don't want to. Oh, you don't want to talk about it until after you read the comics? At least, yeah. Okay. So I can say my opinion about Brian Wood, the creator, is completely different than it was after watching the show. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, that's all I watched. All right. Well, this week we're going to talk about She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, and Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time. Yeah. Um, Let's what? start with Wheel of Time. Oh, you want to start with Wheel of Time? That works. Cool. Okay, so I'll read the premise for The Wheel of Time. Mm -hmm. The Wheel of Time follows Moraine, a member of the Aes Sedai, a powerful organization of women who can channel the one power. With her warder, Lan, she seeks a group of five young villagers from the secluded two rivers, believing one of them is the reincarnation of the dragon, an extremely powerful channeler who broke the world. The dragon reborn is prophesied to either save the world from a primordial evil known as the Dark One, or break it once more. Yeah, so it's and it's it's mainly a fantasy show. Um and I I don't know I didn't really in all I know is I remember seeing people from time to time with a book that said Will uh Robert Jordan mm-hmm. on it. So I knew a lot of people who had read the books, but it was like wasn't popular enough. Um for me to ever hear what the premise was about or what the hell the thing was about. I would ask mm-hmm. people, it's like, what's that about? And they're like, oh, uh, it's this epic fantasy novel. It's like 12 books or whatever the hell. And, uh, well, really it's even books. more now, I think. Oh. And so it was like, no one ever really told me what it was about, and it wasn't, it had never really been uh, adapted uh, before. Evidently, right. it had been tried poorly. There were lawsuits involved. <laughs> <laughs> but also too even though robert jordan 
died before he was able to finish the series. And another uh, author, Sanderson, Sanderson uh, took his notes and on behalf of the widow, went and finished like the last volume. He had to even break it that up into like three books because these books were like are fucking huge. Had you you're a big reader. <laughs> had you ever read the books? No. I had stumbled across them, you know, or somebody talking about them in the past. But like mm-hmm. by the time I knew anything about it, it was like ten books in or Mm-hmm. or longer 12 books in i think and the last and, book came out in 2013 just to yeah finish that thought and this was probably around 2019 mm-hmm. or 2009 i'm sorry when um i was hearing about this and maybe around 2012 or so when let's see i moved to moved to alaska in 2015 so at least three or four years before that, um, 12 or 2011 or somewhere in there. Um, and, and there's a part of me that thinks it's, it was either 2012 or like 2013 where I went to a, um, a Jordan con yeah, with a I friend just, of mine. I just found out about that because that's based in Atlanta. Yeah. So we drove up there and went to Jordan con and, um, and you know she she had read some of the books i hadn't read anything and so we went around and i just heard people talking about it and didn't know who was who was whom and yeah. what was what and so um you know like just listening and enjoying the fact that people were doing something that they really loved um but i never read the books and because it had there were too many of them out mm-hmm and you know like at the at that time i didn't have that kind of time yeah <laughs> but like watching the series it makes me kind of want to read the book because mm-hmm. the series is so boring and i was like people couldn't have been this can't be the story that people were like requiring that he write 13 14 <laughs> books on right like this is not the books these this story is not the story that makes everybody want to read 14 epic (laughs) i agree and getting to the show it's already renewed for a third season the second season is in Mm post-production um i yeah so what's so what it was difficult for me and i didn't run to watch the show because the first episode came out in 2019 that's when i was with my dad and he's got this like 4k I think 1080p is not even no 4k replaced 1080p. He's got this super like high end television. Cause he thinks like, that's what he needs to have. Who does my dad. Okay. And so we watched the pilot together and I just hated every second of it. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with the story. I really cannot stand watching scripted television on those screens. It's too crisp. It feels fake. It feels fake as fuck. I am watching a play. I don't need that much immersion. Like it, 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 it fucks my immersion. It does mm-hmm. the opposite. I like it when it's a sporting event, and I yeah. know that video games play really well on them too. But like, I need that little bit of motion blur. Or you know, people talk about the uncanny valley. This is my uncanny valley. 
Mm. Like it's just too real, and so it looks. It just looks fake because it is fake. It's all fucking <laughs> styrofoam and fucking mold core. Like it's bullshit. I mean, even rewatching the Lord of the Rings movies recently, I saw a couple of spikes on armor sort of do a little. No, it was House of the Dragon. This is like <laughs> just came out, and there's like part of the armor that's flopping like it's made out of rubber because it's made out of rubber. And, uh, yeah, so, like, it took me a long time to finally, like, all right, if this is not Wheel of Time's fault. This is my dad's TV's fault. Let's finally give it a shot. So I did – it was enjoyable enough to not make me stop, but I do agree that this is a boring-ass world. Oh, my God. I was not intrigued until – we got a flashback to the before the dark one was imprisoned and then it was a future society. So then when I'm like, Oh yeah. Like literally that's the exact same thing that happened to me. I was just like, Oh shit. They got things flying in the air and now they are horses. (laughs) That's interesting. He really did break that fucking world. (laughs) I don't, I think part of it, do you think a part of it is, like, how do you do with the fantasy genre in general, especially since you've been radicalized politi- politically? Because um, that's part of it for me. Well, I I do definitely find myself looking for characters of color and, you know, like how tales that are either high fantasy or futuristic, you know, uh, uh, like between those scales in, in a high fantasy genre because mm-hmm. it can be both it can go t- in both directions right mm-hmm. um how they portray their concept of you know like the world because it's very often that we find that the writers are portraying the world as white mm-hmm. in so many capacities mm-hmm. and um um and i think that uh it's just interesting to see where they think people of color are, whether it's in a high fantasy past, high mm-hmm. fantasy future, mm-hmm. or whatever, right? And usually where the demons are the monsters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the books, if they're written in books, usually aren't um, cognizant of trying to think about people of color, whereas TV, of course, is. Yeah, well, because you can just say, "Here's Dave. He's our right. hero," and he can, right. and you don't have to say anything else, and he can be whatever the fuck you want him to be. Mm-hmm. So his representation can sort of be uh, like almost uh, what I like. Uh, fuck, it can be, almost be like a horoscope. You can put whatever you want onto it. <laughs> um. If if you they don't say anything when they do, right. then you got the fucking nerds being all racist about. Oh, in the book it says yeah. <laughs> he um, had flaxen hair, so he can't be a black guy. Yeah, no. For me, the part of the, what I that's true too, and they're you know, I you know shows this show was definitely tried to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, House of. 
House of Dragon just puts one black guy in it, and people freak the fuck out. They freak the fuck out. <laughs> like having I haven't even first... watched it. I haven't watched one episode, and I know how everybody feels about the black guy. It changes nothing. I felt so bad reading <laughs> that guy in interviews go, what the fuck, guys? Right. <laughs> so then i also think about like the society that they are setting up um you know how they see that society playing out Mm -hmm. like um i don't know they bell bell um what was the 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 lantern festival the lantern festival i don't know (laughs) i don't bell time or something like that where the the Trollocs first go to um Can I pause for a second? When I, yeah. I at first it, thank God I put subtitles on now because mm-hmm. first off, these motherfuckers these shows and streaming sites do not know how to um equalize fucking audio. It is just oh either God. whispering or explosion. Extremely loud or incredibly <laughs> close. Right. So, so I just I know about you, I put on subtitles whenever I can. Oh yeah, no. Definitely just, subtitles. Thank God. A, there was a show recently that I was watching where someone kept calling people donkeys. Mm-hmm. And it was a racially tense show. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I told Stephanie, I was like, if I didn't have subtitles, I thought he was saying darkies. Like, fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, secondly, um, I kept hearing trollops. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you using a f- old timey British word for? It's a French word. <laughs> Is it for French? Whore. Yes. Okay. I'm just like, why are we calling these things trollops? <laughs> and it took me a good episode and a half <laughs> just to finally remember to turn on subtitles and be like, oh, oh trollops. That's still dumb and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and also. Well, well, I won't talk a lot about it now, but I, I got to put this in while we're talking about the Trollocs. They look stupid. I hated. Oh them. my god! Every <laughs> single inch of them, like that, the entire thing. Throw the, the whole, most, throw the whole killer away. I mean, like <laughs> the most uncreative idea I could think of. Right. It's it, it's a child came up with this, but they they were terrible. They should not have done any close ups on them. They were not frightening in any capacity. They look like just different versions of Krampus. Right. Just over and over and over again. Except some had a pig snout. Like, they weren't scary. Or some were running on four legs instead of walking on two. The special effects, when they did get close up, I thought looked okay. The CGI versions. But the design overall. Yeah, the design overall was terrible. I, I mean, I guess technically the CGI wasn't bad. It's just like it was poorly drawn. It was like, like it's, it was the the, but again, the, it's the least creative, creative the least creative way to do something that is controlled by darkness, right? Yeah, it's like, like they could have used shadow. Like the the wind that whispered to them was scarier than the Trollocs. <laughs> if anybody's seen the seventies rotoscoped Lord of the Rings cartoon. <laughs> Where sometimes it would just be a silhouette with red eyes. That's like better than this. <laughs> Sorry, you were talking like you were having deep thoughts and stuff about society, and I wanted to just talk about trollops. 
<laughs> Continue if you remember your spot. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> they... the well, I can always count on you to uh, derail. You know. Yeah. Um. No. So you know, just think about what the society they're trying to build. I was trying to help, but you already had it going. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about you know like the society that um revolution wants to create right that's not a capitalist society mm-hmm. and how that can work for everyone which it seems like you know like these various groups are trying to create whether it is the small farming village where everybody works together even though they ignore the fact that the guy is cheating on his wife and not taking care of his his uh two young kids or you know like you know whatever was going on in that town um they you know the women were being women in this that society it seems like the women are supposed to be stronger so the women form their own society within the society um and if you read you know, like even like any kind of premise from the books, you realize why the women have done this. And it just still feels stupid. <laughs> but anyway, it does feel like a you you went way further than what I was asking when I asked the question about political radicalization and just looking at fantasy genre, because the main thing I want to get into is like, I don't think feudalism is fun. <laughs> I don't think lords and monarchies are fun. And so I just get frustrated with that. Mm-hmm. But to to jump on the the matriarchy part, yeah, there were parts I liked about it cuz I cuz I was watching for that. As soon as they told you like, "Oh, only women have access to the ultimate power. Mm-hmm. Only women can be Jedi's." Right. And I was like, "Okay, well that's So okay, now well, we're going to find that men can too." <laughs> well, it, I was like, "Okay, so the ramifications of that are going to be equalizing. Can be, yeah. It can be. I think it is in this story because it was still like you didn't, you don't see any queens. You still only heard about kings. So like, it's like men were allowed to be in charge of the land still, and the wealth. allowed to be, <laughs> whatever. And then, well, I'm according to I mean, the- no, no, no. I mean, like you're right about that. <laughs> And the women have, but the women have access to the greatest power. The actual power, yeah. The actual power. And so, like, um, it doesn't mean, it didn't, I don't know, I didn't get, I, I, I think, I like the idea that didn't turn into a matriarchy, it was just more equalizing. Because I don't want, again, a feminist isn't someone who wants female supremacy or feminine supremacy, they want equal, they want equality for everyone. And so, um... I thought that was interesting, but that's not, it's, that's because I think, I don't necessarily, reading the influences of Robert Jordan mm-hmm. and watching the first season of this, I'm not mm-hmm. impressed by him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's sort of a little bit childish in his thinking and in his worldview. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I start out that way sometimes and then I, 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 I walk that back in case I come across any Robert Jordan stands. I mean, literally, <laughs> you literally gave him his own convention. So I, I might be the asshole, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I don't think that he thoroughly thought out what that means. 
and probably because he's a liberal and liberals don't think about power. But I don't I don't think the world that we saw in this first season, at least, totally reflects what that would mean. Mm. I don't think they, he, they, it was completely thought through. It's like Christian fiction. There was this mm-hmm. book called, like, Jeremiah or whatever the fuck, where what if Jesus was born in, like, 1966? So by the time 1998 came around, when the book mm-hmm. came out, Jesus mm-hmm. was here now at 33. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is what it would be like. But there's still America... There's still a not the Roman Catholic Church, but a Roman Catholic esque church. Mm-hmm. There's still super churches, it, Pente- Pentecostal basically, and it's like, well, hold the fuck on, that wouldn't exist if he didn't come in zero A.D., but in 1998, like they they didn't. They're like, oh, what about this premise? But it's like you didn't think it through. I mean, because that would actually be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. If if there wasn't the influence of the Christian church at the time that it was, like, what would that have looked like? There would have been no, uh, what do you call them, with the crusades. There wouldn't be any mm. crusades. There's ramifications of that still to this day. Yeah. So you gotta, so it's like, I just hate it when someone does bring a cool concept and you're like, oh, that interesting is interesting. And then I'm thinking about it more deeply than they did than they did yeah Yeah. i mean well uh, so there was a line that um morgane's is it that her name morgane morgane or something morgane let's see where is the tv series moraine 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 women moraine moraine no g (laughs) i'm joking (laughs) Um, so there's a line that Moraine says, and it's something along the t- line of the wheel of time weaves what the wheel of time will. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I bet he thought he was so creative coming up with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, okay. And so the thing is, even though I hadn't read it, mm-hmm. um, my husband has read it or oh, read okay. like the first few books of the series. Uh, yeah. And. And so he was talking to me about some of the stuff that was going to happen. And so like when, um, so like, we're definitely spoiling this, right? Book spoiling though. Are we only book spoiling? Oh yeah. Oh, I thought what you were about to say. No, 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 no. Well, it's kind of, but it's a spoiler for the show too. I want spoilers. If we're talking about something with spoilers, go on. Okay. Anyway. They have plenty of time. Well, so um, in the story, we fi- we find out that um, Rand is the dragon reborn, mm-hmm. supposedly. He is. Uh huh. I still say supposedly because I can't believe he is the, the dragon reborn. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so on the nose. Like he looks like a young Arthur. He Pink looks Arthur. like he looks like um uh Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Oh yeah, he's got some Hayden Christensen in him. His yeah. Acting's better. A little bit. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's no Orlando Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> but like one of the first things that was funny to me about watching the series is um my husband hear them hears them say I Sedai, right? 
Uh-huh. And he was just like, I'm 100% sure that is not how I pronounced it when I read the book the first time. The, yeah, that's... <laughs> I read a lot of uh, comic book creators' names, and you're like, oh, Midoriya. And they're like, mm-mm, nope. It's like... <laughs> Madurura. It's like you just you've read it, yeah, so much more than you've ever heard it, right? And, you, and these are you know, especially when it comes to like proper nouns, they a they can pronounce however the fuck the person wants them to, yeah. And then secondly, um, you might not have heard like a piece of that in other names to be able to put together, right? So, yeah, I I totally relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, oh yeah, when I saw it on the screen. I was like, yeah, I would never have said that that's what that that's how you pronounce Aes Sedai. A-E-S. It would definitely have been something like Ace. I probably would have said Sedai, though, you know. Um, Ace Sedai. I I picked up real quick the J.R.R. Tolkien influence. Mm -hmm. And it was it was in a way that I liked. Mm hmm. Which is, I mean, I think I brought this up last episode, or at least we talked about, like, what I don't like about Tolkien is his essentialism when it comes to the races. Mm -hmm. Like, rarely do they act out of what that description of those races are. That, that to me, is the real type of racism that I don't, I'm not (laughs) fond of Mm -hmm. when it comes to fantasy. But um, the the encroaching evil, Mm -hmm. I liked that. Um, Yeah. A lot of, again... I bring it up because it's my background, but I, I, a lot of pastors and youth pastors trying to like make a connection with kids on any pop le- pop culture level they could would use uh, would use that a lot. So it was pointed out to me during the when the release of the Lord of the Rings thing, mm-hmm. thing about just like the encroaching of evil, and it might it starts off as a small thing, but then it just rots and it grows. And we also talk about this, I mean, not to trade one religion for an economic policy, but you and I have talked about this when it comes to, like, democratic socialism. Mm -hmm. The idea of, like, we can have a little bit of capitalism. We just can't let it run the world. It's like, you are right in the sense of, like, markets are always looking to open, to to seek more markets. So, like, Mm -hmm. even if we were to, say, just keep capitalism for the luxury items, like a democratic society democratic socialist society would want like <clears throat> everything else is either worker or or state owned and run but we've we've you know you can you can still use money to buy your ps5s like they're still gonna like capitalism would still use that even luxury market to then get a piece of uh a mar- of the market for a necessity like oh all of a sudden sony now owns corn Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we let that go and now they own shirts and so you it's gonna find a way to creep to creep back so that that's a definitely again having rewatched like all the tolkien movies and shit recently like that's a that's a big thing with tolkien is like yes it starts as a little tiny ring mm-hmm. and i can control all the other rings with them with yeah that little, that <laughs> indeterminate like such a small like I was thinking about it like this little tiny fucking ring that Gollum's been holding on to for God knows how long is the most powerful thing in middle earth. But, uh, Bilbo picks it up right beside Gandalf and Gandalf don't even give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's how much he doesn't even know that the most pop, pop powerful weapon 
or our object in Middle Earth is right beside him, and his little bill, his little Hobbit dudes just taking it on and off, right? Making, you know, jokes and shit with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I, it just seems like a lot of the, I don't like the weaving thing. Like I mm-hmm. think the look of the magic and the idea is sort of stupid. Mm. I don't know, like the ideas and that they're getting it from a power source or no not a power source or so just I don't the... fully understand it like when the weaving is coming from like off camera i don't necessarily know where it's coming from at first mm-hmm. i thought it was light mm-hmm. so like whenever there's a light source if i'm if i get a lot if i'm holding a torch she can draw power from that light yeah but, but that's, that's not, not it. true mm-hmm. yeah like they were pulling i don't know they never really showed you exactly where all that power was coming what from. the source so she, is she just shows the fuck up and so it's like what's on the other end of those weaves i don't know i just didn't and then just aesthetically i didn't like the look of it um, yeah art direction is a big thing for me i've talked about this before that's my problem with the trollocs is just like i mean it's, some of my, it's just so dumb i mean it's like <laughs> if i handed my nephew's pen and paper and said all right i got a bad i got a horde of bad guys coming what do you what do you think they look like this is what they would bring me Mm. my nephews are dumb (laughs) (laughs) no imagination these nephews but yeah i didn't really like any of the art direction some of the locations look cool Mm. Mm -hmm. some of the castles and stuff yeah, the um, I really did like the blight, especially once you're inside and you see like the bodies and the trees and skulls and everything. And oh, he does a he- yeah, okay. Like thinking I, I about the blight, what the blight was cre- at first. Yeah, the blight. Yeah, thinking about it creeping over you and and you know like corrupting you basically. They even had a Helm's Deep scene. Helm's Deep is from Two Towers, the second Lord of the Rings movie where. Everybody had to get in that one fortress as the orcs were coming. There uh-huh. was even a scene like this in the sh- and that like that in the show. Mm-hmm. Granted, I thought they had a pretty. I thought the crossbow tunnel was a pretty good idea. Yeah, same. Agreed. But it was still it still ended up being almost the same scene, and then it just sort of like also just like. I hope that's not how it ended in the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say it's completely anticlimactic. I mean, people died and shit, but like. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of like, oh my god, these hordes are coming. What are we going to do? And this one lady is like, I'll start a lightning storm. And that was the answer. That That's what happened. Yeah. It stopped it. Good job. <laughs> Did you like the um, pacifists? The travelers? Um, That was uh, Loyal. I don't remember names. The, they- he had the um, the curly Ooh, like- blonde hair group of people oh the travelers the pacifists i didn't know that they were pacifists yeah that was uh, that was what they were supposed to be anyway i didn't recognize that even though i should have because they didn't fight back when the white coats went for their friends made the the wolf they just made the the chain human chain and then it made the wolf it, it put the wolf guy who's upset i thought that was hold on hold on i like his character the most mm-hmm. i think he's the most intriguing a what's mm-hmm. going on with the wolves i want to know yeah 
B, like his look. Mm-hmm. C, I liked the wife killing fuck up. Mm-hmm. That's something. Like I, I bought it. That's so, ex- something that would totally happen. And then, yeah. oh my god, the grief. Yeah. It's not like he went into berserker mode and killed her. He just like thought she he was surrounded by, by trollops. trollops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he found the one bad one. <laughs> and like I liked their relationship too. We're again talking about the um matriarchy. Like she was this blacksmith mm-hmm. and he was the stay-at-home. <laughs> and it was cool. Like I like everything that's going on with them and i want to know what's going to happen to him mm-hmm. so not surprising um perrin was also my husband's favorite character oh cool yeah and um and yeah like of all the i mean okay i want to know what's going to happen with nynaeve the only romantic element in this the whole story that i liked was nynaeve and and lan um I didn't care about um, mm-hmm. Ig, 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 what is her name? Gwen and Rand. <laughs> oh, not one yeah, second. No. I mean, you're right, but like we don't have a romantic relationship between Perrin and his wife any longer because she's dead. Um, I, I mean, I'm more interested in the relationship, the romantic relationship between Rand and Matt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Perrin was going to say that he wasn't in love with it, Gwen. He was in love with um, <laughs> Rand. Because <laughs> he said the only woman I ever loved was my wife. Matt is also interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, I keep wanting to say Guinevere because the the way that my tongue has to make her name just mm-hmm. like invokes Guinevere. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, Matt was interesting. Like when I when you know, like he didn't go through the doorway, I was just like, "Oh, born to be a villain," <laughs> and like my husband was just like, "Yeah, he's pretty much a little shit the entire story." <laughs> but he's sympathetic enough, right? Because to... you know he cares about his sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh... He's he's made out to be like a gambit character, where he's like a thief and a trickster. And he mm. is, but, but he also has the heart of gold, and and mm. has a, a for his sisters. And you know that his home life was shit. Yeah, but I mean, then he, he grabs the dagger, and you're like, "What are you doing?" I mean, who who knew he was gonna do that? Raise your hand. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> he was he was sinister coded. Yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> right from the beginning. No, pr- yeah. So. Perrin is Peg Pagan Pagan. Perrin is the wolf. Perrin, yeah, Perrin. Yeah, he's the most interesting out of the crew. Yeah, I I oh. do want to know what's going to happen with him. I want to know what's going to happen with Gwen. Like, you know, now that Rand has left, is Gwen still going to go become an Aes Sedai? And if so, like, what's going to happen with all of that? Um, I love that their whole thing is we can't lie, and then all they do is lie. Yeah, what is <laughs> like, even the literally point of everything that? they do is it's a lie. <laughs> yeah, no, and I also like my second favorite is the wisdom girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said Nynaeve. her name, and I can't remember. Yeah, Nanive. Yeah, I like her too. So I want to know what's going to happen with her. Um, he said, my husband said he, she was annoying in the book, but Mm. I don't find her annoying right now. 
like and in I the like, story. I like land. I like the. I like land too. What was I it? mean, what are... like for more reasons than. Oh, <laughs> he's very attractive. <laughs> the warder. I liked the warder idea. That concept. Yeah, I like. Um, not the you know a woman needs to be protected type of deal, but like seeing I them need in to that be protected. No, seeing kidding. them in that first episode mm-hmm. work like that because mm-hmm. she does need time to like build up build the up the hierarchy the power <laughs> you can <laughs> yes. And so while she's doing that, she's got land going around with watch cut yeah, like beating the shit out of every, all the things. Yeah, <laughs> and then when she's ready, he's like, get down. Yeah. Um, so I like how that works, and then mm-hmm. I like how that creates the relationship between Lan mm-hmm. and Moraine. And in a, mm-hmm. in a normal story, they would be they would be romantically involved. Well, they kind of are romantically involved, but not in a couple way. It, not quite in a couple way because he still has to be re- removed enough to be able to do the protecting work without like there's a close relate no here's why i they were in the tub together touching each other while naked but not doing anything not then no i don't think it's sexual or coupling at all it's way it's way it's close but platonic okay and i like that and i think we need to see more of that well, we like definitely, I do like that, and I, th- I think we need to see more of that. But like, there just seemed a lot that seems to say that it was more than just the platonic. I mean, not to say that they were like relationship, you know, because I think that they do have to be removed enough to not care more about the person than what their tasks are. There is an intimacy because they have that empathy thing, that connection. There is a connection. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's not there. Okay. And the camera might have suggested. I'm going off what's on paper. Okay. And what they said and what I saw happen. Mm-hmm. And she's with the queen lady. Mm-hmm. And it's not a polyamorous deal. Mm-hmm. And that, and then he's attracted to wisdom. Yeah, naive. <laughs> naive. It's just easier for me to remember. Naive. Call um, her by her name, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of you can be intimate with some of the opposite sex, but it doesn't have to be like us. They're a couple. Like, first off, too easy on a storytelling mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. And then, secondly, like, you know, what's the Harry Met? It's the Harry Met Sally th- question which is can a man and a woman be friends we're friends we've been friends for a very long time yeah we share a lot of stuff we've been uh we have a connection we've had we've we've definitely been accused of being together (laughs) there is also that's how close (laughs) yeah even though that has never been a thing but no it's just like so and and when you talk about like the a connection that's more than just a platonic being able to have a sexual relationship with somebody that you're that close to without it being, this is the only way we can be like, we have to be a couple now. It's still, you know, like they're, they're still not a couple, even if they did actually share sex together because people need that release. Mm-hmm. She's not getting it from, some other dude, I mean, cause she's getting it from this woman, Yeah, you know, but like, 
You know, like there's nothing that stops them from from enjoying each other's bodies without them being a couple or being romantic. Me being who I am, that's hard for me to I understand that for you. (laughs) But yes. That's a that's that type of physical intimacy is a representation of something more. And and I'm not I can't not do that. So it's like it's hard for me to to think outside of that. It looks like we both like it for different reasons, and we yeah. both think it's good to be there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, maybe, uh, I, you know, this also might, maybe we're, in, we're interpreting things differently, and maybe we're also defining connection yeah. differently. differently. Um, either way, we like them together, and we like their deal. Um, right. But I do like the romantic part with Nynaeve. Yeah, I like them together. I like how she hates everybody but Lan. Yeah. That's what I like. <laughs> well, and her kids. She doesn't hate her kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, I'm not, I'm talking like when they get to the White Tower and she's still just like, fuck all these people. I hate she, she's like, yeah, you guys. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're you cool. Fuck suck. you, fuck you. <laughs> right. <laughs> that literally is how it is. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's some, there were very few intriguing moments in the story. Yeah. Like there are questions that I have, especially once they show us the 3000 years in the past. Yeah. Then you, you my, okay. I'm peaked. Right. Cause I right. love the idea. Every usual sci-fi stories is here's technology and a mm-hmm. progress of the human of yeah. humanity and it's just going towards weirdness like right. it's just gonna look more and more we're gonna get further and further so i like the idea of you know and i like the well I'm, i got another thought interjecting let me stop <laughs> i like the idea that humanity gets to a certain point and then just all falls the fuck apart tower mm-hmm. of babel type shit right and then it starts from year zero I like that. That's and then we rebuild again. Yeah, and that sort of reminds you of like, look, I think the ancient aliens thing is a little racist because they're basically like brown people can't build pyramids. That's crazy. (laughs) Who said they can do that? White people didn't figure that shit out. So obviously, aliens. Like anyone who's never thought about that idea, I do want you to realize that a lot of that comes from. Wait a minute, there's no fucking way these brown people put rocks on top of each other and made pyramids. That's some bullshit. It had to have been the rocks are too big, guys. (laughs) Had to have been Stargate, (laughs) but um, sliders. (laughs) But but what about the idea? Is that it's technology that they found? You know, because it it existed at one point. Mm -hmm. I just love that whole. That whole, I mean, that's what I said. That's what I was hoping Game of Thrones was. <laughs> when I first started watching it, and I was mm-hmm. bored too. Mm-hmm. I was just because so many proper nouns and no dragon. So, <laughs> not a single dragon. Not a goddamn dragon. Come on, guys. I, ice zombies. So I was like, okay, here it is. There was Fine. a zombie apocalypse and humanity died and they've just now rebuilt back up to medieval right. times. That's fucking cool. And everyone was like, that is cool, but that's not what's going to happen if I read <laughs> right. like, Sorry. Sorry, dude. <laughs> but this has an element to that, so it's like, oh, cool. How's mm-hmm. this going to go? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then, like, this is 3,000 years later that we're looking at, right? That's and they have gotten time. to... It's a long time, and they've only gotten to the peasant 
they're not even at the renaissance yet like they're they're still writing like i was just like they went from spaceships to riding horses how sad (laughs) is that he really did break the world you know broke the shit out of that world i mean golly (laughs) they could do they could do nothing with the technology that they had in the past you know so yeah, it was just really interesting to see that. And it, it, it did kind of bring me back to, like, the, the ending of Battlestar Galactica to like, spoiler alert yeah. for the ending of Battlestar yeah. Galactica. It is the dawn of the human era <laughs> that mm-hmm. they find themselves in, you know, at the end. But Which is why I'm one of the few people who like the ending. I like that ending. I did not like the angels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The God and angel what i don't know angel and demon on our shoulders whatever the fuck that was mm-hmm. so anyway. um i was most intrigued from the wiki articles about the influences because i found some of them stupid mm-hmm. like just again to essentialism there's good there's evil nothing in between um yeah like i said i do like in that world the creeping of the dark but i mean because that's fun to play with on a storytelling right. level but like I like gray characters. And then when I heard that the dark one's name was Shaitan, I was like, you mean Satan? (laughs) (laughs) Do you mean Satan? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, yep, here it is. It is definitely an Arabic (laughs) word that in Islamic context is used as a name for the devil or Satan. So Mm. stupid. And then, yeah, when um, that kid does look like, you know, young King Arthur. And they're like, oh, they pull from King Arthur, too. I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, with the wheel. In the wiki article, they say what's interesting about this world is because you, you, usually it's all Western philosophy. And in, and in this world, they pull from Buddhism and Hinduism with the wheel and reincarnation and karma and balance and stuff like that. And it's like, <clears throat> I, I mean, like, it's okay it's neat that someone didn't just rely on western shit but i don't know sort of simple Mm -hmm. i also don't like karma (laughs) either uh as a concept (laughs) because i don't i don't know if anybody's been paying attention to who runs the world and who (laughs) benefits and who doesn't i if you still believe in karma you're i don't know what to tell you queen elizabeth died in her old age and basically in her sleep so Mm -hmm. karma does not exist no um, but, you know, it is interesting playing with the ideas of not necessarily a patriarchy um, and how that plays out. Uh, I um, I don't know. What so You seem to have uh, – do you have a specific opinion about the fact that men go mad when they use the power? I don't know. I I don't I don't really have a specific opinion. Like there's a part of me that doesn't think that it's madness, but I don't know cuz mm. like you know when you so you know reading the you know any article or information it lets you know they really do go mad that was kind of the curse, right? Mm-hmm. But watching the show I was just like is it madness though? Like or is it something else? You know because like i was shocked probably like other people watching to realize that the Aes Sedai were once men and women when we go back to the 3000 year prior mm-hmm. right and so then there was a part of me that cuz there was a part of me that's just like 
you know, we're talking light and darkness. We're talking yin and yang. We're talking, you know, like to have one thing, you have to have another, right? So in my mind, if women are the sole wielders of the power, then where is the the counterbalance, right? The dark side. Well, if there's the, the if force. there's the light, then yeah, where's the dark? And it's just like the the we always think about the dark and and you know things like that as um, bad, and we don't want them to happen. But like it's necessary in order mm-hmm. for us to you know like understand the light or you know like blah blah blah, right? It, that's just the storytelling trope. It's, it's necessary. There has to be an equal and opposite reaction, right? Yeah. And so, like, if the men can't touch it, then how are the women able to control things? And the the, the the answer is they're not. And that's why you see the power play in the, like, the the, the red Aja um, woman, whose name I can't remember right now, you know, like, going Cheeks. after the... Hmm? We'll, call her, we'll call her Cheeks. No, her jaw was, like, enormous. Yeah. <laughs> like... Jaw, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm not gonna body shame anybody for how their body is made. But um, I can find her name. <laughs> like I do not have to. Um, Leandrin was her name. Anyway, um, so Leandrin, you know, like is uh, uh, either gunning for the Am- Amerlin seat, Amerlin mm-hmm. seat, or you know, just does not like um, Moraine. In any capa- in any capacity, right? Um, maybe she wants the red to rule so that they d- can basically destroy all men. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like they had to do. You know, in the book series to keep these guys from going crazy because they touched the power, right? So, um, yeah. So it's just like to me, it didn't make sense that women were the sole wielders and men could not wield it in any capacity. And it makes me think that um, maybe there is something that has changed in the last 3000 years about that corruption or that they're not going to use the, that concept of corruption of the, um, the power um, or channeling for men um, they're not going to use that concept and we're going to see it mean something else. But like, there's a part of me without having read any of the articles that make that believe believed that it wasn't madness necessarily that is controlling it, you know, because like, think about this, the winds, the wind that, um, assails them because they channeled in, um, the, and the, um, the I don't know road that they went down what was it called I keep wanting to say it was the maps but (laughs) that's not what it was the path the path Mm -hmm. um so they channeled in the path and the winds come right and we hear all the stuff that the wind is telling everyone including telling um ran that he's the the dragon right and we heard the wind say something completely different the first time mm-hmm. so that means we haven't heard what he has to say about what if there was anything else the wind said to the other people 
right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if the wind is not to be believed, then how is he the dragon? I, it's just like a bunch of shit in my head right now because I don't want Rand to be it. Yeah, it's so <laughs> on the nose. Yeah. By it's, the way, it's, it's two white guys saves the world. His birth scene, though, was really cool. Oh, man. His, the, his mom? Yeah. Her oh. fight, like that whole flashback, I wish someone could go back and just stitch it all together because I just want to see that. Yeah. She was um, she pregnant as fuck. And just pregnant as fuck, going ass. into labor, <laughs> beating everyone. Mm-hmm. And if she hadn't um, had a contraction yep. at that one moment, she would still be alive. Speaking to the madness thing, so yeah, there was that point with the false dragons talking to a female in a male voice, and you're like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. And it seems like instead of something internal with a false dragon, there's an external force mm-hmm. uh, that's making that happen. Yeah. And then you're right that I think I think I questioned it at first, but then it just kept getting repeated. Mm-hmm the gender binary so like what is it different what's different between a man and a woman in this world that makes a man go crazy but a woman be okay Mm -hmm. like no matter what we think the deciding marker is between a man and a woman blah blah blah, like what's Mm -hmm. the world say that this magic uses and so they don't explain it then yeah that's also talking like that's sort of that's like being being essential essentializing on even gender mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so but yeah what's makes a difference i think the problems that you're having with it is it's a bad story <laughs> 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 i think you're going but there's a con and there's so many people i like who like this sh- <laughs> this series and it's like yeah well, but it's also bad these are bad decisions made by an author so it's funny to me because I was talking to um, the DM for my D and D group, and mm-hmm. he has read um, a lot of oh. the Robert Jordan books as well. And he was like, "Well, they were just like teenage romantic comedy, or you know, like romantic, like um, a- action adventure books." Yeah, because real quick, they're supposed to be way younger, but the mm-hmm. TV execs were like, "We're not trying to make YA shit." So they made them in their 20s. They're supposed yeah. to be way younger, mm-hmm. which can you imagine how annoying that would be? Oh, my God. <laughs> like the CW show about this. Yeah. Rand yeah, well, would be way worse. <laughs> that, or that wasn't there like an MTV fantasy show, like Seeking the Wanderer or some bullshit <laughs> I that I'm I never know. going to watch. I don't know. But go on. I mean, it's it's basically like if... um. What's the Archie show? River Riverdale. Yeah, <laughs> it's just basically like if they made Riverdale. And this motherfucker looks like Archie. Oh God, <laughs> forgot about that. Um, yeah. So there. So your DM said that it was just filler, just kind of like a YA. Yeah, just a YA mm-hmm. story with um, that's action, adventure, and romance. And it's just like it kind of plays like that, you know. I think so like when I started talking about my introduction and interaction with the property, Mm -hmm. um, I talked about how like, yes, I saw people with Robert Jordan books, but I never heard anything more about the story. And even when I asked, I didn't get a lot of 
detail either. Right. And even with stuff that I haven't read or watched, I pick up stuff because it's so prolific in that way. Mm -hmm. Not like amazingly Tolkien prolific, but at least popular and big enough to where like, oh, I've never watched it. It's got its own con, yeah. And you feel like you would have heard something. But yeah, no one seems like this isn't I don't think this is something people are clamoring for, which is why it didn't get adapted fully. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, the last book didn't come out in 2013, but Mm -hmm. like we're in that like digging stage with the studios where they're Mm -hmm. looking to adapt anything. Yeah. And that's why when they weren't in that mode, they weren't so uh, desperate for IP. Mm -hmm. We'd never heard or seen anything about it before. So I think that's why you're like, I don't know. This doesn't make sense because it don't. It's dumb. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad storytelling. And unfortunately, I don't think they're going to veer like they're not going to veer that far off the path. Like they're going to stick with the gender binary shit. Mm-hmm. They're going to Rand is going to be the dragon. No matter Oof. how much we don't like it. <laughs> um, I, Yeah. All that shit that we think is stupid. Like, I don't think it's going anywhere. Like I don't know. I think that um, if they're going to... Oh, shit. Just saw that the season one Matt Carlton and the season two Matt Carlton are two different people. That's the Gambit guy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, crazy. Um, So anyway, I don't know. Something that the um, something that the traveling... Traveling sales per paid in fame, pad and fame. Huh. I think um, he gave you some of your balance, by the way, but go on. Yeah. But something that he said, which was, you know, like, you think this is the end, but this is the beginning, right? So, mm-hmm. like, basically, this is Robert Jordan telling us what the story is. And it's just like, you know, he confirms that all five of them are. T- Tai Shen or something, whatever that is. Special enough. Yeah. Um, Dragon, but special. Possible dragon, right? Yeah. Um. So he knows that five of them are there, right? Mm -hmm. Even though, um, Nynaeve is not the right age. Mm -hmm. Supposedly not the right age. Oh wait. Yeah. yeah but the confused. five of them have the five of them have a purpose in this whole thing as far as the final battle, right? Mm-hmm. And so like as much as Rand believes he's the dragon, I think that in some capacity they're all the dragon. That's what I was hoping for, but I don't think so. I think so. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm calling it now. Okay. I except I read a, a oh. little bit about the books. No. <laughs> well, it doesn't mean that the TV show is gonna follow that necessarily. I, that's a either. big deviation. Sure. That your chosen ones, not the chosen. You know what sucks? So I was reading the wiki, and Robert Jordan's original idea was it was this middle-aged guy who found out too like late in life that he's actually the chosen one. <laughs> I love that. That's a really good idea. Like, 
And I, I, I would, I would love someone to write a story like that, but I don't want this. Like, I don't, we've gotten that before with a guy who's like not doing anything with their life. They just play video games and are way too old. Be living at their parents' house, or whatever. And then they found out they're the last starfighter. Mm-hmm. I want someone who's like, I don't know, hobo with a shotgun level bad or something. And then they find out like they just missed it. I want that. Not someone. I, yeah, I don't, I'm not describing this well at all. I just liked that idea. And I would like to see that as opposed to like, Oh, I'm a kid. And I'm raised by Obi-Wan. Mm. And I'm going to be the Skywalker. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm intrigued enough by certain aspects where I'm going to watch season two, but I'm not hopeful that I'm going to end up liking everything. It really is just like filler and just almost not boring enough to stop for me. Mm. So that is Wheel of Time. Yeah. <laughs> we like ourselves. I literally can't be like people should watch this. Yeah. I I feel like it's like Game of Thrones, like you should watch it in case someone does talk about it, but like it's not walk don't run <laughs> I like literally just if you have nothing to do and you're kind of high turn it on <laughs> the only reason I watched wanted to start try it again at the time that I did is because I watched I finished Rings of Power and I was just in a fantasy mode where I, was mm. like, I just watched fantasy so I rewatched all the Hobbits rewatched all the Lord of the Rings God. there was something else fantasy wise I was like I'm gonna watch that I've been playing um, Coral Island nonstop, even though it's not even complete. Mm-hmm. That's my new farm sim game, by the way. <laughs> I I get that. I get. I get. I like those passive type games. Yeah, it's calming it's just, for me. Yeah, where you just chill. Like, I, yeah. yeah, I was watching somebody play um, War War Ragnarok or something. Oh yeah, God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, this is like tension, you know, like I just felt the tension. Like, is she going to figure it out? Is she, you know, (laughs) unless you get to like one of the challenges where you're just trying to hit achievements, Mm -hmm. that's not a chill and watch a TV game. No. And then like, I have a friend that's playing Red Dead Redemption Mm -hmm. and it's like, that's also stressful. Although he did play the video of walking you through the story of he was playing the second one, I guess. Yeah. But they walk you through the story, you know, the storytelling part of it. And then he's mm-hmm. also been playing the story of story version of Grand Theft Auto. And it's just like, I'm just sitting there like, what's he, you know, like, is he going to survive? But even though he starts over, if he dies or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, no, I'm just, I'm I'm playing or watching people play Stardew Valley Coral Island, Disney Dreamlight, you know, like something that is like calming and relaxing and super cozy or whatever, right? Yeah, GTA Five, especially with that one <laughs> white trash crackhead dude, it's pretty. In- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's awesome, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not. That's not chill. Um, having said that, I do throw Red Dead too in. And just chill and play poker. Ooh. And then I'll have a podcast or some YouTube going on in the background. Yeah. Um, 
So our next show is She-Hulk. Yeah. Um. The best, the the most funnest fact that I found out doing my research today is that the showrunner is the woman who wrote the Pickle Rick episode. Yeah. Rick and Morty. Yeah. That that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gal. Oh fuck. Uh, gal. What's her first name? Everywhere. Jessica Gal. Jessica Gal. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Jessica Gal, she wrote the the Pickle Rick episode of Rick and Morty. Probably yeah. my favorite episode. Well, so one of the things that I really liked when they picked Jessica Gal to be the um, showrunner for She-Hulk was mm-hmm. that she had written for Rick and Morty. And it's just like, Rick and Morty is crazy. So mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it's just like, how how is this show going to be, you know? Because we're so used to, you know, what we got from um wanda vision what we got from loki you know like these are all serious you know tv shows like even the ones that aren't that serious like um ms marvel right mm-hmm. were you know like that that were kind of fun as well just we're still on in the same vein as those first few tv series right so this one is vastly different in the marvel verse um, to me, I don't think so. In the way that I wouldn't describe the MCT, MCU TV to be all one, like a thing, one yeah, one theme. I mean, because honestly, the sh- I've said this multiple times. We've gone over some sh- the straightforward ones. I like the least. Um. I like the ones that take a chance or do something different. And there's mm-hmm. been enough, and you even said them, WandaVision uh, doing something different, doing mm-hmm. an homage to television in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and then uh, Loki, mm-hmm. that's different. That's doing, that's introducing the multiverse shit. Um, and you're seeing all the different variants. And that's my favorite. That's still pretty, if that one's riding the line between doing something different and being straightforward i'll admit that much but because they're breaking and and cracking open the the beginnings of the uh, multiverse saga uh i have to hand it to them and well and the other thing is you know like who those who the who the people in the um tva is that what they are the time variance authority right yes tva who the people in the tva actually are makes it adds that level of interest to mm-hmm. it as well. So yeah, like there's just a bunch of stuff going on with it that um is exciting and not, you know, like your Captain America's, you know, superhero origin story kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. We're not origining uh Loki. We get we're picking Loki up at the worst point in his life and turning him into the character that we all fell in love with in a different mm-hmm. way. Well, I'm just saying thematically, I think there's, they're, they're branching out a lot. And this mm-hmm. is Marvel. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. Like they're branching out enough name. where it doesn't feel like there is a staid Marvel TV universe because each of the things is doing something a little bit different and, and yeah. pushing boundaries so this does this follows in that path so format. it is like that 
format instead of universe. Obviously, right. they're all connected. In the yeah, universe, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but format. And so, right. again, talking about my in my interaction with the IP, again, I grew up loving Sensational She-Hulk, which was the first time uh, we got She-Hulk breaking the fourth wall. I like how someone put it. Bruce Banner smashes objects and Jennifer Walters smashes the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what allows her to do that. Right. And so, like, I've always been into that meta shit on top of the mm-hmm. multiverse stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I loved when She-Hulk would rip through the page and mm-hmm. then go to the next panel. Mm-hmm. Or, um, just like in the show, she goes to the Marvel pool yeah. open and goes, what the fuck are you writing? Right. <laughs> starts... Well, so, like, when they pull up the screen that you see when you're uh, in Disney+, Plus, and then the she's menu. just like, pushes it through and looks around it's like okay yeah i'm going into assembled and you know and it's just like yeah legitimately this is a thing that would happen in the comics (laughs) so when i heard about it i was like oh my god here's what i want i want fucking alec mcbeal with marvel (laughs) and that's basically what i got even though again never saw my See, this is what this goes to Wheel of Time. I never saw Ally McBeal, but I picked up enough to know what the fuck the show was like and and who was in it. Um, whereas Wheel of Time, I ain't no shit, um, <laughs> which speaks to its popularity. And they told us nothing, nothing. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, no, I I loved that. I was hoping for that, and then we get the first trailer, and I was like, oh my god, she looked at the camera. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was super stoked from the get go. Mm-hmm. I was primed for the show. Yeah. Um, and then I think, I think they did a lot. I think they did. There were some really good moments. Yeah. In this show. Um, that I think are, are going to be, uh, they're, they're so, they're going to be iconic. Mm-hmm. They're going to be memes. Mm-hmm. Memed. I mean, the daredevil walk shame. <laughs> <laughs> alone that's its own thing um i think it was a great it was a great show it was everything i wanted it to be i'm gonna admit i'm not a big you i'm not a big tatiana 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 maslany but i like like the actress yeah i'm not huge on what? Her like you are i got bored with orphan black i oh. thought she did a great job but i got bored i i dipped um I love Tatiana Maslany, so yeah. <laughs> I get it. No, I thought she did I think she's amazing. Just like and just like the whole um how why can Bruce Banner change wherever he wants? I'm angry all the time. I mm-hmm. loved the opportunity that they took and talked about like just female rage. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. I loved I, I, I thought little opportunities like that to say something real. Yeah. I think they took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. I read some bad reviews and uh, they felt like it was a little bit all over the place at times. Mm-hmm. Even one person complaining that there wasn't enough talking to the camera. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that. I was like, look, I would have taken more of it because I love the meta shit. Yeah. But I also liked going, is she about to? Is she going to? And when she does, it's a big fucking deal. Um, I thought it was great. I loved... I'm doing a little bit faster because we've already done an hour, but oh, I loved, <laughs> I loved the recreation of the old school Incredible Hulk show. Yes, but, <laughs> that was good. But was her? I yeah. loved that bit. Yeah. Um. Well, I was gonna say that the 
the whole um, intelligentsia, like the narrative that was in the show about women and, you know, like that, like it literally made me angry. And Mm -hmm. it was like, as I'm watching it, right. And it's because like that, like all of that is existing in the world that we live in right now. Right. Yeah. And, um, and just like what she had to go through one men liking her for the she hulk Mm -hmm. that she becomes versus the she the the jennifer walters that she is like that is so real me and stephanie argued about the bald guy the really good looking guy that yeah um, when he that really liked uh she hulk and seemed like a good catch and then when Tatiana Maslany shows up as Jennifer Walters, then he's just like, uh, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, because it was like, he he didn't seem like a guy who was only trying to like, he wasn't clout chasing, if you will. Mm-hmm. He and, and I still don't think he was. He just, he's allowed to have a type, is all I'm saying. But it sucked that he didn't like her for her. It was all aesthetic. Yeah. So it was just about type, which is not cool, but like he seemed like he was a good he was one of the good ones. Yeah, and that's then, how all men seem. Then they're not. Well, I am one of the good ones, so I don't Are know you? how that goes. Oh, Chris, I'm the best Chris says he's not one of the good ones. <laughs> oh, he's not. I can vouch for that. He's, <laughs> he's amazing. Um <laughs> but um no, I mean, like, yeah, no, he wasn't trying to get with with um, She-Hulk to be with the She-Hulk. Yeah. He's a strong guy, and he wanted to be with a strong woman. I mean, yeah, he does have a type. But what I, what I think that this showed, or, you know, like, kind of showed, because they're the same person. Mm-hmm. Right? Um... She she is basically she becomes basically what Bruce Banner had to genetically mutate himself into mm-hmm. to combine the two halves. She was able to combine the two halves of the rage and anger as well as the you know herself. Right. My one uh, I'm 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 copping to what I'm doing. Uh huh. I'm being a shitty nerd. Oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna. It's not like in the book right now. Mm-hmm. I get no one likes an origin story, mm-hmm. I, or I, I get that it's popular not to like origin stories right now. Sure. Um, I'm sorry that Spider-Man rebooted like five times. That's not Spider-Man. That's not origin story's fault. So, right. <laughs> and I, I really wish we'd stop like abusing them in that way because I think they're important. It can be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole oops, I dropped some blood in your blood was stupid. <laughs> in the books, she like gets in a car accident, okay, mm-hmm. and then they they do a blood transfusion. Right. I'm sorry, that makes way more sense <laughs> than like, oops, some of my blood got in your blood. Like, come on. Nah. I felt <laughs> I believed it. <laughs> it's like whatever. It was realistic to me. <laughs> Bullshit. Um <laughs> but, but I do understand that, like, that's so fucking nitpicky. So I'm yeah, like, it didn't ruin anything. It was just yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I figured it didn't. <laughs> disappointing <laughs> <laughs> for like half a second. Then it's just like, ooh, she can change at will. <laughs> I I I She's just always got, angry. <laughs> I had just gotten with Stephanie, and I took her to her first comic shop, and there was mm-hmm. literally a guy going like, I was suggesting books. 
Mm-hmm. I suggested Birds of Prey for her mm-hmm. to read, right. uh, which is the comic book that has Batgirl, Black Canary, and the Huntress. Like mm-hmm. she likes badass girls, mm-hmm. and I like Batman. Mm-hmm. Match made in heaven. Match made in heaven. And then the guy who works there is like, oh, and and then Stephanie had watched the show, the very mm-hmm. short lived, the very, very short lived TV show that came out. What was it like? Two thousand five, four, three, four, five, four. CW. And uh, the guy's like, and so Stephanie's like, oh, Birds of Prey. I've heard of that before. I watched the show. And I was like, oh, cool. And then this guy pops up and goes, oh, it wasn't like the book. It's like, (laughs) who gives a shit? I'm getting a girl to read comic books. Back off. I'm making a sale. Go away. So I never want to be that guy. But it's not like it wasn't the book. It's not like the book. Um, but the rest of the show was so I, I, that's the important part. semicolon. It's not love, like the book. Love seeing Uncle uh, Cousin Larry play her oh, dad. Oh God! <laughs> Balky, Larry Appleton. <laughs> Balky was a big hit in my house. I, oh God! I love Perfect I love strangers. Perfect Strangers. You called it Balky. <laughs> we just called it Balky. I, I love Perfect Strangers. I used to watch it. All the time, and then when it um went to Nick at night, I believe, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Nick TV Land, TV Land. Thank you. Um, I wa- I rewatched it there, um, often, or maybe it was AMC. I don't remember where it ended up, but <clears throat> I was old enough, or you know, like at a young age, to mm-hmm. have watched it on. Um, was like Tuesday night that it came on Thursday night. I can't remember. It was, but yeah, no, it wasn't part of TGIF because it wasn't TGIF. Was a, was a spinoff. Yeah, Harriet worked at the worked Chicago at the, Tribune. Yeah, I uh, yeah, no, we best soundtrack of that era, best theme song. I mean, that's my yeah. Favorite theme song. <laughs> anyway, good to see cousin Larry get some work. Loved him. He was adorable. He was adorable. Um, the mom. I mean, like the whole her whole family being dysfunctional was great. Mm-hmm. And I loved um, who was her best friend? Uh, Nikki. Nikki, Almost. yeah. She was cool. I liked her a lot. Evidently, Ginger Gonzaga, who played her, uh, because she's big into fashion, she mm-hmm. um was very active in picking her wardrobe oh you know who i loved is pug played by oh josh my god Sagara. josh Sagara. He's in he's in the show the other two and he is so fucking adorable in that show where he's like this nice guy and things just sort of work out and he's just oh he's dumb he's a lunkhead but <laughs> yeah he just walks around with this big smile on his face going, dude. And just very <laughs> encouraging. And he mm-hmm. brings that same era with a, with about five more brain cells to this mm-hmm. show. Yeah. He's adorable. Jasagara is adorable. And I loved the joke uh, in, in his gift basket to them about this is the best bathroom to poop in. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. What did what did we think of Abomination? <laughs> um, so I thought that um, what was his, was Tim Roth? I thought Tim Roth mm-hmm. was hilarious. 
as -hmm. this character and abomination as a um what's what's the name of the guy with the big teeth and who does uh uh tim robbins no yeah big teeth big hands tall yeah but he's not really tim robbins but what what Emil Blonsky's doing is sort of just like that new age guru. The new age guy. guru. But no, like when he was Abomination speaking at the incel no, what they're not that's not what they were called. Yeah, but that's what they are. The, I mean that's what the, they are. Well what the, the the awesome timing of the show is like they started writing it in like what, twenty nineteen? And now it comes out and it's at a time where I don't know, everywhere I look on the internet, people are talking about the manosphere. Oh and God, this yeah. really does a lot criticizing the Manosphere from two years ago. Mainly because misogyny on the internet's not new. But, right. <laughs> but uh it is a lot more prominent in on you know, if again, if you spend any time on the internet, uh not in those places, but people are talking about those places. And so yeah, mm-hmm. we'll say just manosphere conference dude bro yeah um, intelligentsia I yeah love, so I, go ahead i i love how even when they uh pug was undercover and there was a guy going like look i'm just saying that if regular thor did what lady thor did i'd have a criticism too right because <laughs> it's such bullshit that's such bullshit. oh completely completely <laughs> um say something, i'm sorry well, I was just going to say, like, him being the motive or Abomination being the motivational speaker at um, Intelligentsia's retreat, mm-hmm. he, it was kind of like the first time we meet Intelligent Hulk. What's he, what's Intelligent Hulk's name? Dr. Hulk? Professor. Professor Hulk. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Professor and, Hulk, um, yeah, yeah. Where he's just like kind of trying to be everything, right? And mm-hmm. Emil Blonsky is like being abomination in a way that isn't abomination, right? And I just thought mm-hmm. that was funny. Like it just added an element of humor oh. to it. And then him being the motivational speaker with Tim Roth acting the way that he acts was just all of that was hilarious to me. I couldn't tell because this is a part where it comes off the rails and then she goes real meta. Mm-hmm. But it seemed to me that Emil Blonsky didn't know who he yeah. was talking to. Like, yeah, it, it felt like he just takes a gig. Yeah, he took a gig. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. like, tell me a little <laughs> bit about your organization, and I'll <laughs> okay, I'll yeah. put that into you know like what I say to motivate you, right? So he didn't know that it was intelligentsia that they were going after Chi Hulk because he wouldn't. Have. I don't want him to be one of those. Yeah, yeah, good. no, he I did not know to be. So what's funny, by the way, those guys that jump her in the alleyway mm-hmm. that she completely just takes out single-handedly, mm-hmm. they actually are a, like, there's an actual group of bad guys called the Wrecking Crew, mm-hmm. and they were cr- criminal construction workers, and then, like, were given, like, Asgardian-blessed weapons, mm-hmm. and then became that group, and, like, those, that was... A very weird way to bring them to, to introduce the MCU. them. <laughs> yes, um, I love that, that, that the guy the comic books. Right, <laughs> I like that the the one but guy it was is a very weird way. 
is with Emil's group. Yeah. Oh my god, porcupine. Porcupine, I was just thinking about <laughs> The group was great, and those were all characters. I know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there was just so many good things that happened and in the show. And the people talk about, mm-hmm. um, like I was reading a review um, on koimoi.com where it talks about what works and what doesn't work. And one mm-hmm. of the things they say doesn't work are the episodes around the mid-season. It seems like special presentations and none of them were even as good as Werewolf by Night, right? Mm-hmm. But I found that um, a lot of people complained about those mid, mid-episodes, mid but I really liked them. Uh, let's see. What problem? What did they have? Um, so I was reading, um, just like kind of a quick snippet. Let me find the right one. And I got the episode list here so I can sort of. So the, I I think like basically, um, is this not real magic? Mean green is straight poured into the, these jeans and just Jen where she's the bridesmaid. Okay. I, okay. Okay. So the overall plot to, so four, five, and six, the overall plot mm-hmm. to episode four with Donnie blaze, mm-hmm. I did think was stupid, but except, um, I loved Madison and I thought I was going to hate her. Yeah. Um, the girl who gets sent mm-hmm. to the other dimension. Other dimension, yeah. And you think she's gonna you think she's gonna be one way and then she ends up like killing the demon that confronted her. And <laughs> right. Then her relationship with Wong again, I'm getting ready to hate her, and then like they are sort of cute together. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry, even though I do think Donnie Blaze was stupid and them mm-hmm. trying to get rid of like a womb full of demon bats was sort of mm-hmm. dumb. That was also, wait a minute, that was also the episode where she was going on the dates. Dates, uh huh. Because she had to leave the bald guy the, to the go bald do guy that to and go come back. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I'm not going to give up that for the dating montage in Madison. Mm-hmm. And then Mean Green and Straight Poured in These Jeans. That's episode five. Well, so let's go back to Is This let's... Not Real Magic? And this is where we first okay. see that um, J- um, Jen Walters is not what people want, but She-Hulk is. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, just think about creating, putting on a mask, creating a persona and the the things that women have to do in our culture to be acceptable to men. I mean, like they say this changes in, to your body. Hmm. Changes to your body, which is exactly changes to your body. And changes you, to your you, body, you know, wearing your the makeup, face. like her hair becomes a completely different type of hair. So she goes from this Bad. the cute, like pretty curly hair to this this wavy every white woman's dream mm-hmm. hair mm-hmm. and that everybody loves 
and like she is she can't be loved for herself because she hulk mm-hmm. is so much more thrilling so much more successful so much more more right and mm-hmm. it's just like pretty much every woman has to deal with that concept even if they choose mm-hmm. not to deal with it in uh, the same way right so i love mm-hmm. that that is br- that it become that comes into play because it is used later on in the storytelling through the whole thing, it's about Jen becoming comfortable with the She-Hulk. Right, but it's also about Jen becoming comfortable sh- with herself as a lawyer, as herself, too. Yeah, well, um, her being comfortable with her with her new situation in general. Yeah. And everybody, yeah, everyone having these expectations starts with when she gets the job, where they're like, yeah, we hired She-Hulk. Yeah. Not, not Jennifer Walters. So she has to be She-Hulk the entire time. Right. I uh, you know what? Again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna even say fuck the Donnie Blaze, Demon Bats thing because I think maybe what people don't like is the show wanting to get to a point. I mean, again, only nine episodes was mm-hmm. supposed to be ten. Um, the show's trying to get to a to a point where it can start to do cases, right? And I think this is when that starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, I guess it starts the episode before when she talks to Blonsky, but even that's sort of like out of the ordinary because she has mm-hmm. to go to the Supermax prison. This is the first time that she actually gets to be in the courtroom mm-hmm. with her new situation. Every other episode was sort of setting us up for that. Right. And then, um, and so that I, and, and the gal at some point says at some point that she wants to be that like case of the week. And I normally hate that, but there's enough like, ongoing plot where i don't care right um because another another thing is it's also supposed to be the cameo of the week show i i liked when i first heard so in the john byrne version i don't remember her being in the courtroom a lot so they're Mm -hmm. also pulling from another run that was called she hulk attorney at law and it was Mm -hmm. written by this guy named dan slot Mm-hmm. And I liked that run, and it was like her basically. She did less smashing and more dealing with superhero cases, and I found that to be fun because it was a element of the real world and the logistics of how our society works with this fantastical element. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was super neat. So I actually, when I will usually shit on case of the week type shows, but. It's not like this is a real procedural. Right. <laughs> so it gives you an opportunity to bring in new characters, keep things, keep so keep the cast fresh, mm-hmm. as well as to introduce new situations to give you more jokes. Right. And, you know, to be fair, there wasn't a shit ton of her taking a room of demon bats down scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple of her one-on-one, like her in titania and the fifth episode mean green and straight porn these jeans deals with titania which is like i did not see this happening she decides to uh copyright the name she hulk so then that's an awesome episode because this entire time jen has been saying i'm not the she hulk i don't Mm -hmm. like that name it's very derivative it's really dumb and then she ends up having to fight for it. Right. Just because she doesn't want this girl to have it. Right. 
Um, I thought that was neat. Um, also introduced Mallory, who I liked. Mm-hmm. Who I like. And I'm yeah. trying to oh, this is when we meet Luke Jacobson. Yeah. Uh the fashion designer. Um, let's see. Clandestine services for heroes. He was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And I liked her costume. Yeah. The, the, the one piece, the jumper. Yeah. Sorry. I and and I like how he built the dresses to fit her as She-Hulk and as Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, that ended up working out better than I would have expected. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the tailor and speaking of clothes, here's my big knock against the show is um, I didn't think that the – I didn't like – and I said this, I think, in a previews when we previewed She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't like the CGI right? Uh, with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the rag, I didn't like the hair. It seems mm-hmm. like one big piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't – Yeah, they've done Monsters, Inc. As much as everybody motherfuckers, else. you've done Monsters, Inc. You can make those hairs individual, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like John Goodman's this big furry motherfucker. He doesn't look like one piece of fur, right? Like when he uh, fell like down in the snow and the wind was blowing over his fur. Like you saw each of those individual furs moving with the wind. Come on, you can do better with her. Hair. And we know. And look, I know Pixar. They were showing off. They, they had just gotten the hair. They had just gotten that equation yeah. down that year. <laughs> that so was they the said, year. Oh, we're doing a hairy motherfucker. Yes, <laughs> they did that in. Cre- I'm Incredibles you, too, yeah, with the, the expressions. In the first one, they finally got reflecting on water down. So I swear to God, I saw reflections and everything. That <laughs> My other problem, and I said this before, was her in that suit. It, it, it the the fabric on the suit was just stiff as shit. Um, it oh, the, barely the moved dress, with her. the the courtroom suit. Yeah, like the drab yeah. suit that she picked mm-hmm. on purpose because it was just over. It just looked so bad. It looked so bad, and just... and I think that it was supposed to. I, I to kind of make it, it stand out from what's fashionable. Just... You think it looked bad after they got the designer to do it? No, I, no. Yeah. Oh, I think on. that her first. What does that? Whenever Remember? she's wearing, I want to. Uh, he, I don't. The suits that she wore with her hair up was not his. Yeah, those were terrible, the, and I and think they were meant to be terrible. That's the she CGI has no I'm taste. About. Oh, oh but yeah, I no, th- the fashion, of course, I was on purpose. I don't think it was purposely meant to look like cardboard. Like oh, 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 like like you have put fabric. a um a paper doll suit on her yes <laughs> yeah okay okay I see yeah what i saying. don't think it was meant to, yeah it was just bad cgi it didn't wrinkle in the right places right it, it didn't wrinkle at all sometimes <laughs> right. like that's okay the part i see that what I you're saying so yeah that was terrible you're right you're right i what i uh i read some copium from the showrunners when they got you know because then when the trailer first came out people were like dogging on the cgi mm-hmm. and i wasn't that upset about it because i was no. like okay well We've seen the male version of this mm-hmm. twice because, I mean, Thanos is basically the Hulk as well. Yeah. And maybe this is just weird for us to – because She-Hulk is a 
there's different ways to do her visually. Mm-hmm. And they said that they, they, they said that they think people are upset because she wasn't bulky, like a bodybuilder. First mm-hmm. off, I hate that. I'm not a fan of that version. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, what they looked at was athletes. So mm-hmm. they were going for strength and not muscle. Right. I think that's smart. And I like that idea. Yeah. And then other people like J- John Byrne in the old comics, he just drew a supermodel, but seven, you know, seven feet tall. Yeah. Um, I don't like that either. I don't like mm-hmm. that as much either. I liked what they were going for. And I just, and so I was like, I was leaving a margin of error, but there were just certain specific parts of it that were bad. Mm-hmm. They said we really wanted to concentrate on the facial features. And I think they did a great I job. I think they did a great job. As far on as the facial performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as the performance of the CGI, great. I agree. I agree. It de- it definitely looked like a Tatiana Maslany enlarged and biggened, you know, and that she was yeah. acting a lot of it. But um, but yeah, like the hair. Um, I feel like there were only there were spots where it looked all looked great, and it was like almost like snapshots. Any movement mm. was bad, but the mm. when she's standing there and posed or whatever, then it's just like okay. And the CGI is about movement because you can draw anything, right? And so, mm-hmm. so that's why you know, like it's it's still not that impressive. But I I do agree that the facial movement was acting. Yeah. Uh, and then just Jen is the wedding episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Titania's exit was a little anticlimactic. Like mm-hmm. she falls in her face and then we're done. Yeah. Because um, I would have liked more of her story. So in the comic book, she's someone who like was plain, a plain Jane who wanted to look better, bigger, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so making her a uh, uh, internet influencer was a really good job, like really cool idea of of updating that. Um, and and so she wants she in the comic book she's this plain Jane. She wants to be more more powerful, and so she like lets someone experiment on her on her, and then she becomes this like indestructible She Hulk type mm-hmm. person. And so like we got all the backstory, we got all the like we got the influencer part of that with Titania, but we didn't mm-hmm. really get in the strength and stuff, mm-hmm. but I, I would have liked more of a square off with, with She-Hulk. Right. And then I would have liked more time with the character in general to find out like her vulnerabilities beyond just like her veneers. Like I would have liked right. to, to have found out that she was like how I would have liked to have, the story have shown us how insecure that she really was. Right. And like Jamila Jamil, I thought did a really great job um, on um, the good place. So like, I kind Mm -hmm. of wanted to get a little bit more of that. Like when I realized that this was that, um, that she was Jamila Jamil, I was like kind of upset Mm -hmm. because I was like, I don't think we got, enough of her like i feel like it was a waste of that character right they could have they didn't even have to have an actress be that role the way that they inserted her into and they start 
they started out with such in such a big way with having her burst through the courtroom and right. Hulk stop her and so like you thought oh this is going to be the nemesis and i mean i like who the nemesis turned out to be but like i would have i would have liked a lot more yeah uh, like you that. know obviously when she came through that wall she wasn't expecting she hulk to to appear right mm-hmm. i mean hardly anybody i don't think or anybody any- besides um ramos knew that she was she hulk right mm-hmm. and 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 mm-hmm. bruce um but so one why did she come through that wall mm-hmm. what was what was her point in doing that other than as a catalyst to introduce she hulk to the courtroom right yeah, their explanation in story was like she was pissed at getting a some kind of ticket, and so she just like hit the wall like you would normally hit a wall, mm-hmm. except when she does it, it bursts. There's a hole. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It's it. They they seem to build her up, and then they just took her down. Just let her go. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> that. Um, I think that it would have been great to begin setting her up as the forever villain, right? you know mm-hmm. curses spoil this time you know kind of character right yeah. not falling on her face and busting her veneers but like just she just casually gets her ass kicked and she has to come up mm-hmm. with more crazier and crazier ways to get to jen walters and then we discover that like there doesn't even really need to be like a reason for them to fight like they there's there's never been a need for them to fight you know <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. what the story could have been, but like, I just think that they did not use her well enough. They didn't have a good reason for bringing her into the story at all. And mm-hmm. so they weren't able to use her as well as she could have been used because if they had a good reason to bring her into the story, then there would have been that storyline to carry through. Well, it's like they used her to get Jennifer Walters to accept the She-Hulk brand. And then after that, they were like, well, I don't have a better idea. Right. <laughs> to use this character. <laughs> so like, well, let's just get rid of her then. Exactly. And then, yeah, to use someone like, and I feel like Jamil Jamal. Uh, Jamila Jamil. She, Jamila Jamil, she loved playing Titania. Oh, God, yes. And I think 100%. she loved the, uh, like she's definitely one of these people in real life on the internet who is like I'm not saying this is what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm saying she's an example of what people would accuse of being a virtue signaling a lot. Mm-hmm. Like she's like trying to be the super positive force on the internet. And mm-hmm. so being able to play someone who's this big just destructive force on the internet mm-hmm. or whatever, like just super be me me me. Mm-hmm. I think she had fun playing with and evidently because she hulk breaks the fourth wall she actually went out as titania Mm. to like a cardassian cardassians event Mm -hmm. and um some kind of like fashion week thing Mm. uh to to bring titania and she did it in character nice so that's another reason why we could have seen a lot more of her because she enjoyed doing it. And yeah. the only thing we know about this show, the future of the show right now, is She-Hulk will be in other projects. Yeah. But the way the MCU is working is it's not like we can count on uh, She-Hulk season two. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess she'll always be there 
to be used later, but it's really sad that we didn't get her now when yeah. they did bring her in mm-hmm. with such an intro and then she just sort of peters out. Peters out, yeah. And, you know, maybe you know, we'll we'll get something good because of that, or maybe mm-hmm. we won't, but it was it was a lot of fun seeing Jamila Jamil play that character. I just wish that we got more. She'd been mm-hmm. more of a a villain. You know, I mean like we we definitely had the right villain in Hulk King, but Yeah. <laughs> but like I really would have liked to see uh, Tatiana be um or Titania. Is it Titania? Be more Titania, yeah. Okay. Be more be the villain that we know she could do well, you know. Mm-hmm. So again, those three those are I mean, this is also where we find out about intelligentsia. Mm-hmm. This is also where she meets the good quote unquote good guy who I called. Did you did you know he was gonna be bad? The guy she Oh god, yeah. Him. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I thought that was like, <laughs> as soon as they met. I was like, "Oh, he's gonna steal her blood." It's <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly what I said. DNA. I was like, "They're gonna use her to get." I didn't see the embarrassing thing. The, the no, I didn't see that. Him. I didn't see that. But I was like, "Oh, they're gonna try to replicate her." Like I knew that was. But I think that that is the best way to bring out the Hulk smash. For for this character, yeah, because there is like constant female rage, and then there's like you actually pissed her off, like right. I mean, in front of her family, in front of her colleagues, Mm -hmm. when she's supposed to be getting an award, you know, and she's so proud, even though it's just like, what's it like to be a female attorney? (laughs) (laughs) Is that still a thing? But yes, it is. I am not a fan of the uh, ketchup and mustard daredevil, but I get I I, I appreciate an uh, uh, an Easter egg to the <laughs> original costume, mm-hmm. and of course it was fun. I mean, hey, I'm just glad to see Charlie Cox still has. God, yes, me. I'm so happy he's still in it, and it was funny. It was nice to see him be funny after mm-hmm. having watched that serious ass show. <laughs> I mean, he had a couple of jokes here and there, but yeah, no, that was definitely the uh, depressed net. Yeah. Show. <laughs> but like, um, one of the things, I mean, like bringing him back into the MCU, you know, first with Spider-Man and him mm-hmm. catching the brick or whatever that came through the window. Yeah. And it's just like, you you don't need to know why I can do that, you know, like persona. <laughs> Um, I just love. I think I'm gonna love what they're what they're gonna do to Matt Murdock. And uh, leap. Fr- oh, sorry. I'm kind of happy for it. <laughs> Leapfrog was fun. Rip it and rip it. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a dumb. He was dude. so dumb. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then them talking um, about how to handle the bad guys you know <laughs> so she's like mm-hmm. miss uh, uh, not doing the math correctly <laughs> so i gotta wait 30 minutes for you to come take out all the guys and then we get a daredevil hallway scene so yeah of, again, <laughs> that she which totally is obviously smashes. a nod to that yes i loved all of it. 
<laughs> it was so good. That was such a good episode. And again, the walk of shame was so fun. Yeah. All of that oh, was I so liked, fun. I liked Matt Murdock. I don't yeah, know how it's going to work where he's in Hell Kitchen, but keeps showing up in L.A. to be with her every once in a while. But I we'll, mean, we'll, yeah, we'll, it's going we'll to eventually break down, but whatever. It's fun while it lasts, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, we got two lawyers. They must be together. Right. Let's talk about Kevin. <laughs> <sighs> would I have... I think I would have liked it better... If he actually met Kevin Feige, no, I like the, <laughs> I like the, you like um, the robot, the robot, the artificial intelligence. I mean, he was, it was a surprise. I was expecting, I was expecting Feige, and we got mm-hmm. Kevin. Yeah, for sure. And they eat. I mean, it's still fun. I don't. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. Yeah, and I liked, you know, I liked her portion of the conversation. Of course, when she's straight up like, "When are we getting the X Men?" <laughs> right. Uh, I'm sure ti- 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 now I'm fucking up Titania. Name. I'm sure she enjoyed. Um, see now you said it wrong. No, I'm saying Titan. Ti- 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 I'm saying the lady's real name. Oh, I'm Tatiana sure Maslany. All the Tatiana. I'm sure she enjoyed doing all the fan service in that moment, though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, where she was got to give all the complaints and stuff. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I bet that was fun. I mean, I can't be like I said. I like I would. I think it would have been cooler to actually talk with Matt, Matt Kevin Feige. Matt mm-hmm. Feige, where's that come from? Yeah, Kevin know. Feige, but I don't hate the robot. That's fun too, and it plays mm-hmm. on the whole idea that uh, there are it's a well you know, old I, I, machine. Said, the Marvel universe is a well old machine. <laughs> See what I did mm-hmm. there? <laughs> Formulaic. Yes. Yeah. Um. I was talking to a friend the other day, and they were like, "So the MCU's kaput, right?" I'm like, "Why?" Like, um, people complained more about the first couple of phases because they felt like it was formulaic, mm-hmm. and like they had criticism. And we're like, "I see your point. I'm still gonna enjoy them, but I get it. Right. <laughs> this is yeah. not high art." Yeah, and I feel like this this saga is way more creative. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, no, the MCU is live and well. It's just different. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't think we're going to reference the Eternals unless we absolutely have to, which there, I do want to remind people, there is a hand <laughs> the size <laughs> of North America sticking out of the Pacific Ocean. Then they're never going Somehow to Somehow not affecting our... <laughs> nope. That... You know what? That's going to be the Savage Land. When the X Men do come up, it's going to be the. That's where dinosaurs are going. to Listen, if we never see that hand again, I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna just let you know right now. (laughs) Somehow we don't fly over the Pacific and see the hand. (laughs) The mass of the Earth. The the reason that we don't fly off the handle is the mass of the Earth is because of the thing that was growing inside of it that was eventually going to destroy it. (laughs) So just because the hand is sticking up doesn't mean it's going to upset our gravitational pull. Um, however, if we I never see that hand again, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> um, so besides the Eternals, MCU is going great. <laughs> do you, so do you think the writing staff did a good, and showrunner did a good job of like having a rounded, well-rounded female perspective and sharing that in the story i because that obviously was its goal 
Yeah. No, I mean, like, I feel like it, I feel like a lot of people missed it. The different places where, um, that message was being, um, used, you know, like people didn't, yeah, people didn't think about the, you know, the effect of, 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 or how it, how the, what am I trying to say? Like, I don't think that people got the broader message of her dating life in that episode. You know, like, like oh, they, what they specific episode. Well, no, I mean, but I think that there are other little things that get that got put into it into the show that I don't think people get, or not everybody got. Um, and when I say not everybody, mm. usually men, um, some women, <laughs> <laughs> but like the, I mean, a yeah, lot of the, all, like yeah. A lot of the the storyline with her that dealt with um, the ish, the things that are hard about being a woman, even though they were pretty much stated plainly, um, the depth of it I don't think people got. And I think that understanding that depth, which I think a lot of women did understand, is what made the show as good as it is. And even like for people who maybe not didn't understand like all of it. They can mm-hmm. understand, they got it. Some people got it, even if they couldn't understand it, whether it's because, you know, like they listen to the women in their lives or, you know, like they've seen these things play out before or whatever, right? But I think the bulk of people watching who wanted to be like, I mean, like I, trying to pull up articles about this show showed that so mm-hmm. many people thought that basically it was a waste of Marvel show. Wow. Yeah. Like just the, the the cursory first page glance of titles is like shit like a show that fails almost on almost every conceivable level. I'm just like I don't think it failed at all. 2.5 out of 10. <laughs> like one That's of the comments crazy. was honestly I do kind of judge the people that like this show the morals it promotes are really harmful Jesus. and sexist so if that resonates with the person then they have serious issues with how they see the world apparently all men are either how moronic misogynists or just straight up rapists oh. apparently trying to help others is narcissistic and if anyone dares criticize what? you or try to help you yeah I mean it's just like the, these are like fuck you is, yeah let me help you by criticizing fuck you that's crazy that's nuts so like i basically i I had uh, to skip a lot of reviews because most of them were about like how it fails (laughs) like i said i saw a couple of bad reviews in the wiki reception part that was just like it they didn't think it hit They, they didn't like everything about it either. And some of the criticisms are like, okay, I can see what you're saying. I just disagree. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, there wasn't enough meta. There was too much meta. It's like, these are all like subjective things, but like, I, you yeah, know, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's really weird. There's I will a... see, I will watch, I, real quick, 
I will watch a project and be like, oh, well, that was obviously about taxidermy. And mm-hmm. then I'll read um, the director and writer, and they're like, oh, my God, I grew up with taxidermy, and I just wanted to write a movie and put out or a show about taxidermy, and I just want everybody to know about taxidermy. And I just mm-hmm. love taxidermy. And then I go and, you know, talk to somebody about it, and they're like, oh, my God, it was all about real-life animals. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, about a, it was about a zoo. What? <laughs> no, that's the exact opposite. It was obviously about taxidermy. He was cutting it. He was killing animals and filling them with sawdust. No, that's a zoo, bro. What? <laughs> so, like, People just be loud and wrong. <laughs> yeah, like... It's crazy how um, I will think, oh, no, the message is glaring. It's in your fucking face. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, well, that's my interpretation. It's like, no, this was the intention. So I'm seeing it correctly. And then you talk to other people and they're just like, no, it's not. Right. Like <laughs> Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer obviously Still had a class. That. Well, the movie had, a, had an obvious class conflict to it. Mm-hmm. And when I told talk to my dad about that he's like what are you talking about there's literally <laughs> two parts of the train where the poor people are and the rich people are and i said there's class conflict and he's like what are you talking about so it's <laughs> like you know now to be fair i do think that the people did get the message in some of those remarks that you repeated they didn't like the message right <laughs> <Okay>, true <laughs> <laughs> um i can the idea I can that, that like oh i'm helping you by criticizing you like no one asked you yeah but i interrupted you um well one of of Um, the things that the um other attorney what was her name book mallory yeah mallory was it mallory mallory book yeah brooks book or book okay go on (laughs) anyway um i know so she says in the mean green and straight poured into these jeans episode where she is the lawyer for Jen, right? She's -hmm. just like, it's amazing that you could be like the most amazing, gorgeous person. And, um, all these people, all these guys will think that they can do better, (laughs) better than you. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, yeah, literally. How many amazing women are out there and then there are guys who are also not amazing looking for amazing women and bypassing other amazing women because they think that they're not amazing. Well, I mean, yeah. And just, you know, I hate to get all political. I know it's not Mm -hmm. what I do. Yeah, You never get political, but go ahead this one time this one time when aoc did that uh interview i think it was in gq mm-hmm. and um she talked about how much she just did not realize how much this country hates women and um a lot of people jumped on that it's like no <laughs> they do <laughs> like we hate I, I mean we don't we uh, hate women so little that we're gonna yell at you until you run screaming yeah. into the void because we think that you're wrong for thinking that uh, this country doesn't hate this country hates women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like uh, t- 
Tucker Carlson was like, most people, most men love women. It's like, you're, that's not love. That's not <laughs> what that means. <laughs> I don't uh, think you know what and that again, word means, Tucker Carlson. Watching old, you know, watching more and more older media with, you know, current perspectives, it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Uh, I, I'm amazed how much I didn't notice before just when you talk about rape culture and how this country, the, how this, this, our society just does not understand consent. Mm-hmm. You go back and watch old stuff that like, again, people don't think is that big of a deal. And I'm, I'm, I'm not talking revenge of the nerds. Everybody knows that example. I'm talking about subtler shit that people are like, there's a laugh track to, and you're just like, Oh mm-hmm. my God, that's not consent. <laughs> that's, that's, that's rape. That's bad. Um, yeah. Stop joking. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's like it's, that's part of it. But anyway, I I thought it was really good. I liked the message. I um, enjoyed She Hulk a and lot. I liked the yeah. Not only did I like the message, I I I I liked like I said, I liked the opportunities that they had. Like when she was in the danger room, and Bruce is trying to get her to change, and she's like, he's like, we're scared, you know he's talking about being scared of everything or whatever. And she's like, that's being a woman. Yeah. And then when he's trying to teach her how to like control her emotions and she explains like, again, like you're right. Like she, cl- they clearly lay them out. It's not subtext. It's right. Not like, oh, <laughs> when, she <laughs> <laughs> when she walked into the office and guarded her books, as she walked into the bathroom, that was about society. No, it's very plain. Like, yeah. She says it it, with words. Yes, like specifically. (laughs) Um, And then, too, uh, her conflict with the outward appearance and her inner inner person and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like, yeah, but people don't like that because if you say anything, not all men, Angel, okay? Not all men. Okay. Remember. Sure. So this oh, yeah. one we would suggest. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Run, run, don't run, walk. don't walk. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, the definitely um, do the Disney Plus, um, She Hulk, and um, you know, cross your fingers that we'll get a comedic She Hulk cameo in Daredevil, even if the rest of the show is not as comedic as oh, that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um and that there is a season two because I think there should be at least a season two. We should see her. We'll see. Fully be Jen Walters, She Hulk, attorney at law, because we didn't really get to see that. Well, I mean, we got it a couple times, and that we got a few times. Really sure, yeah. we got it a few times. But like, wouldn't it be cool <laughs> to kind of see her in the courtroom? I, that's what I More? want, but um, I'm trying to. Shaggy say that what introduces the oh yeah no, I was trying to see if it said specifically when's the next time we're gonna see her because I mm. I want to say I've heard the next project she's gonna be a part of I just can't remember what it is. Oh okay, I don't know, so I'm I'm gonna stay out of it. <laughs> you ready to do countdown? So that's She Hulk. Yes. Okay. Um. Again, you're, you've got way more. So I'm, you're, you yeah, go more. ahead. Go ahead. Four. 
four hours, we got Mythic Season 3 of Mythic Quest. <laughs> um, wait a minute. No, I refreshed that. Four hours. Mm -hmm. Wait, who cares? They're, they're going to hear this two weeks from now. Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, six days, uh, we got Season 3 of Dead to Be. Um, and that's November 17th. And November 18th, we got uh, Season 3 of The Cuphead Show. And November 23rd, which is in 12 days, we've got Wednesday, the Netflix show. And that's all I got. And so I have... Um, hmm? Still holding my breath on that one. I still okay. haven't seen a trailer that's grab grabbed me. Okay. Um, so I have um, Transformers Earth Spark in four hours. That's the one with um, Alan Tudyk as Optimus Prime. I also have Mythic Quest in four hours and five days. Leverage Redemption season two. Um, obviously, uh -oh. I'm not going to watch any of it because they're doing. I think they're releasing three episodes and then um, one episode a week until they are done with their episodes. So I won't be watching until sometime next year. Uh, six <laughs> six days dead to me and six days the season four of dragons the nine realms and um so i haven't watched any of them but i love um the storytelling for um the dreamworks dragons so like i try mm. to keep them on my radar and mm. seven days cuphead in 11 days, welcome to Chippendales, which, which is a sprawling true crime saga um, that tells the outrageous story of Soman Steve Banner Banerjee, an Indian immigrant who became the unlikely founder of the world's greatest male stripping empire and let nothing stand in his way in the process. The series details the insane, darkly comedic, crime-ridden story behind the unique male review that became a cultural phenomenon. So Kumail Nanjani is um, Banerjee. Um, Juliette Lewis is in this. Um, Andrew hmm. Rannells, Dan you know Stevens. You know, What's Dan you Stevens know is from um, the British show that everybody loved about the house upstairs, downstairs one. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, thank you. <laughs> So that's Welcome to Chippendales. In 12 days, I have Wednesday. In 12 days, I have a Disney Plus show called Casino, which is um, about a man's turbulent life in the casino business, but it looks like it's um, an Asian show. It's Korean. Scripted drama, 16 episodes. We'll see. And Criminal Minds, season 16 in 13 days. Holy, holy. <laughs> So there's like I think I haven't seen one season of Criminal Minds. So so um, last season of Criminal Minds I need to watch. So that's it of for course. my countdown. <laughs> By the way, looking at uh, Welcome to Chippendales, uh, some of the so when sometimes they show the movie, the show poster, uh -huh. character poster when they show the character, and so uh -huh. it's like got Disney Plus on the bottom. Uh -huh. of, uh, some of these and i'm like wait a minute what no <laughs> hulu now hulu's owned by disney so that's probably yeah. what's going on but like, yeah no, this is not a disney show it's not a disney show 
And uh, I don't remember what you said about Dan Stevens because I was actually looking up, trying to look up the show while you were asking me questions. But he's a guy who was Legion. Yeah, he was Legion, Legion as well. Yes. But we first met him um, in Downton Abbey. Oh, really? I didn't watch Downton Abbey. Oh, that's where the world first met him, Jacob. Oh, my bad. Well, <laughs> I met him in, Le- in Legion. Yes, yes, you did. And I've liked almost everything he's done since then. Yeah, agreed. I'm interested in this. I'm interested in this show. I still except think it's, Kamal except it's everything since Downton Abbey for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kamel Nanjiani has lost his sense of humor when he got his muscles, but we'll see. We will see. Well, uh, I still have any plugs. Uh, you know, I, I, hey, I fixed a window in an RV. I replaced the, I, I replaced the lining in a window in an RV. You can't I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. This. Thank you. Very happy with that. Um, but that, of course, put the RV business on halt as it ruined my countertop. But uh, so that means I have nothing going on with art and plugs. But I will plug the Facebook group, which is where the show's happening when the show's not happening. I've got a backlog of some trailers I'm about to drop. So if you want to know what to look out for or uh, what's coming up in theaters or on TV, you and what I think about it Mm -hmm. uh, or what Angel thinks about it when she tags in um, and puts her own or puts her own trailers in, you can follow us on Facebook. Just go to Facebook. Or memes. Go to Facebook and just search uh, in front of the telly, and we are the purple icon with the TV on it. Yeah. And um, even though your girl said that she was not going to the movie theater to see anything else ever again, on Saturday afternoon, she will be going to see um, Wakanda Forever. (laughs) Just because she can't not go. Well, it won't be Friday night, so have you know, fingers crossed that Tuesday. Fingers crossed that it won't be too bad, but you know, whatever. At least um if you buy your tickets online, you get an assigned seat, so you get to sit where you want to sit, which I'm happy about. If you get there soon enough. Well, if I you, don't like if you order the ticket soon thing. enough. I don't like the assigned ticket thing. Sure. The assigned seat thing. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you don't get there soon enough. Um, but you can find <laughs> me on the interwebs at in front of the telly. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> and remember, <laughs> you'll be watching. Yeah. <laughs>